The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Content Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're doing a deep dive into one of the most critical components of your marketing efforts, content marketing. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know about the technologies and strategies behind maximizing the impact of your content marketing as a creator and as a publisher. With us today is Robert Rose, who is the founder and chief troublemaker at The Content Advisory, which is a resource that helps companies create intelligent content strategies by providing strategic consulting, education, and research that helps teams transform their business and build passionate audiences. So far this week, we've discussed the content marketing landscape, how to develop an effective content marketing strategy, and today we're going to talk about leveraging content production resources. Okay, here's the third installment of Content Marketing Week with Robert Rose of the Content Advisory. Robert, welcome back to Content Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. It's hump day. Here we are. We're halfway there, and I feel like we're running on a great pace so far and discussing a lot about content marketing. So far, we've talked about, you know, I mentioned the landscape, how people are creating great content, a little bit about strategy, understanding where your customers are in the buying journey. I want to get a little bit more operational and talk about content production resources. To me, the big question here is, what are you building in-house? What are you outsourcing? Talk to me a little bit about how you decide when you should be creating the content yourself and when you should be using third-party resources to produce content for you. My general rule of thumb here is that strategy is in-house and story is in-house and execution can be outsourced. One of the things that we talked about in the previous episode was this idea of the content strategist in the organization being the arbiter of good and maintaining some of that internal quality of content. That is almost exactly the thing I never want to see outsourced. And it is often the thing that is outsourced, which is basically who is going to be the arbiter of good. We delegate that out to an agency. And I just don't think any agency is going to have the same passion and heart that we as a business will have around what it is, the story we're trying to tell. And also, I like the idea of building the institutional muscle of the strategy and the story in-house and then using agencies to help us basically scale and execute some of those stories to the extent possible. In other words, Production 
and getting video done and getting audio done and getting design done and getting stories written and getting content created. Absolutely. There are amazing agencies that can help with that. And there are obviously amazing agencies that can help you construct your original strategy, construct the roadmap for you to create that content strategy. But ultimately, the place that I really want to see insourced is that arbiter of good, the maintainer of content as a function in the business. Because otherwise, it just becomes yet another thing that we produce and have an agency produce. So it gets relegated to that, which is press releases or infographics or collateral material or catalogs. And it's treated as such. No one's going to understand your brand's identity, your strategy, and how your content fits into your overall business goals better than you. So you can outsource some of the operational parts, but the decision on which direction you're going to head, somebody else can hold up the map for you. You need to point the right direction. That's right. And drive it. The internal organization, whether that's one person or 43, needs to be the driver on that map that's been written. So talk to me about the various ways that companies that are going to outsource their content can go about it. There's the agency model, there's platforms, there's freelancers and contractors. I'll throw it out at eBay. We had a deep and extensive relationship with Upwork where they were creating hundreds of thousands of pieces of content for us that were product descriptions and things along those lines. You know, some of the biggest companies use some of the what seem to be most disaggregated ways to create content. That's a very nice way to say it. It was a great relationship while I was at eBay. They produced a lot of great content for us. And I'm a huge fan of the Upwork platform, but it's not something that you think, you know, you think that there would be an agency that was finding all of those freelancers and we were basically going direct. Talk to me about how you think of, I guess, the three ways that you can produce content, hiring an agency to do it, hiring a platform to do it, and then just hiring a bunch of freelancers and basically finding your own writers. I'll put it to you this way. We typically think of it in three categorical layers of content and then put our ability to outsource that into one of those categories. So there's what we would call strategic content. In other words, usually long form, usually deeper, usually multimedia, usually truly differentiated, valuable content. The second layer, what we would call executional. This is maybe what Google would call whatever it is, hero hub hygiene content. But we typically look at it as that which is really strategic, that which is executional in nature and more day-to-day filling the pipeline filled with content. Could be just sort of standard editorial, or it could be that which is content which is net new, but ultimately not terribly deep or strategic. And then the third layer is what we call a transcreation content, which is content that is either commoditized, flat, or is being simply processed. What you're talking about in that product information, catalog information, translated or localized copy, that's what we call a transcreation process. So at that layer, the agents, there are many, many agencies, including engaging with some of the freelance networks like an Upwork or even a Fiverr or some of the more freelance-oriented networks. The down-market solutions. Exactly, which is going to give you quite literally the Amazon Turk kind of scalability that you need to create that stuff. At that middle layer, there are a lot of agencies that can help you create that, as well as a lot of publishers these days that can help you create that. You've got everything from classic standalone content creation agencies that can help you scale your efforts there. And there are many of these around these days, especially. And then there are also publishing companies, everybody from Meredith to 
some of the even classic, you know, the New York Times and others that are truly helping brands scale their content creation given different verticals. So whatever vertical you're in, chances are your trade and or consumer publication is probably offering some sort of content studio that can help you create content at scale. And then there's that strategic level of content. And there you're going to be investing. And what we like there is either going after the quote unquote celebrities or thought leaders, or there are even companies who specialize in this connecting you with those people who are going to either A, come with audiences themselves, or B, be that sought after thought leader in your space who can help create some of that strategic differentiated stuff that you're looking to create. Or again, some of the media companies will have access to this kind of content as well who can create highly journalistic or feature films or television or books or whatever it is you're creating and need to create at a high, high level. So you totally led me into what was going to be my next question, which is multimedia and the different levels of fidelity for a piece of content. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. You can go to different agencies, you can go to freelancers, you can produce content in-house, but how do you think about when you should be producing audio, video, imagery, text? There's a whole different ways to think about content production and different specializations. When you think about the various options of fidelity, how do you break those apart? This goes a little bit back when we started talking a bit about process. And the key there is that one of the classic things that has happened to marketing quite frankly, over 50 years, not just since digital, but certainly been amplified by the digital multi-output or multi-channel world that we live in now, which is we classically think, and we are classically taught as marketers to think form first and then content. In other words, we go, we start from the premise, I need an ad, I need a one sheet, I need a brochure, I need a blog post, I need a white paper, I need a video. 
And instead, what we have to do is reverse that thinking in our production process and start with the story. What is the story going to be? What is the value going to be? What is the actual content going to be? And move it through then as part of our content strategy, which we certainly don't have time in this show to sort of detail, but just generally speaking, with part of our content strategy to move it through a production process that says, a priori, here are all of the channels that we believe we're going to need to be able to create this story through. Video, audio, text, imagery, interviews, digital ads, whatever, all of the expressions of that content so that we actually create a bill of materials for all of the things that we need to create as part of this story and then apply that leveraging of the categories to each of the expressions of those content. Because even the most strategic story of all will have elements of secondary content that needs to get created and even trans-creation content that need to be created as part of it. So then you can start to develop an order like, okay, great. This, its primary expression is going to be a documentary series on customer stories we're trying to tell. Thus, we want to get a video created of it and we're going to have audio associated with that and photography and we're going to send a whole crew out to interview the customer. We're going to capture photographs. We're going to do all of this. But out of that, we're going to have a translation and transcription process that's going to create the blog posts and so on and so forth. So what I want to do is I want to create the story first, then create the priority of outputs that I need in each category of content that I want to create and then assign my responsibilities accordingly based on how strategic that video is going to be. Maybe I only need somebody to show up with an iPhone because we're only going to create video for the social posts. Or because I'm creating this amazing documentary that I want to cut four ways, I'm going to actually hire a professional video crew to help me go out and execute. I think one of the things that you said that really resonates with me is the idea of repurposing some of your higher fidelity content you're going to create a video, you're going to transcribe it, you're going to cut it into multiple clips and create social content. That's some of the things that we've really focused on this year on the MarTech podcast is not just only producing high quality audio content, we're taking that, transcribing it, and then repurposing it for a blog post. And we're working on a process to create our audio and convert it into videos for social posts. When you think about investing in a piece of content, knowing that you have the ability to take your long form content or your more expensive content and making it into some shorter pieces, how do you think about managing the cost of your content? Video is expensive. Audio is a little less expensive. Depending on who you're hiring, text can be incredibly expensive. How do you think about managing the cost and making the most out of your investment? Yeah. And that's the key, right? Of that process that I just went through because the reverse is what happens more often and quite frankly is much more costly. What ends up happening is, is that we create that awesome video and we go produce it and we edit it and cut it together and create that finished piece. And then somebody goes, oh gosh, you know, we should really have some pictures. Oh, we should really have had some text with that. Oh, we should have really interviewed that customer for the blog. We should have, we should have, we should have, we should have. And that basically, we start trying to tear apart that thing and create bigger things out of smaller things, right? We start mashing together all these things to try and create some bigger or cooler piece. And I've just watched it happen too many times to know that it is just so much easier to be able to disassemble things and make the smaller pieces out of the bigger, wonderful things than it is the other way around. Instead of trying to mash four blog posts into an ebook, it's just better to create the ebook and make the four blog posts later if you need to. One of the things that we immediately have the tendency to want to do in content these days, especially in content marketing, is to just pump out as many different assets as we possibly can 
And what we can do is slow that down and basically create a few big ideas by which we can create multiple, multiple pieces out of rather than trying to mash together all these little ideas into bigger ideas. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire a little here, and I want to talk more specifically about cost. When you're thinking about hiring an agency to produce a strategy for you, to produce your long format content, your medium tier, your blog content, and then your social posts, do you have any benchmarks for what you should be paying for each different format of content? Well, if you're spending five figures or more on strategic content to create something of true differentiating nature... That's probably where you want to be hiring really true experts in your field. If you're spending a few thousand dollars on quantity content that's in that middle layer, right? So whether it's the $500 blog post or the $2,500 blog post, depending on where you're at, that's probably where you're spending money on scaling your efforts into something that is meaningful for your business. And then at that lower level, this is where you're talking pennies per word. You're pricing it either by the word or by the quantity of content, and it's truly a commodity. Literally, where there's a calculator or an algorithm that fills out for the quantity of content. If there's any kind of quantity calculator for price, you can bet that it's at that third tier. It's interesting. The way that you're approaching pricing is almost an order of magnitude off from how I think of it as a solopreneur, where for us to produce a piece of content, we create a podcast, we get it transcribed. That's somewhere between 3 to $30. We're having somebody take that transcription and create a blog post. That's somewhere between 10 to $20. You know, we're looking at $50 a piece of content. That's, you know, probably a middle tier piece of content. So where I'm saying it's 50 and you're saying 500 to 2,500, I think that that's the difference between being at enterprise scale. And obviously there's dramatically different levels of professionalism and fidelity that's being included on the HubSpots of the World blog and the MarTech podcast. So I think that there's a lot of nuance here. I think the moral of the story is when you're thinking about cost, there is a huge range and it depends on how bootstrapped you're going to be in terms of your content production. We can produce posts at $50 that are perfectly fine and people are willing to syndicate and share and help grow our audience. And for some brands that are building this sort of enterprise level of content, your B2B SaaS companies, they're spending $2,500 a piece of content. It's why I'm reluctant to answer the question, right? Because it's ultimately, if I said, how much does a feature film cost? 5 million to 500 million. And not even 5 million, right? We could shoot something tomorrow like Blair Witch and spend a few hundred thousand on that goes completely viral. You know, the first question out of your mouth is, well, what's a feature film? Is it literally just two hours of stuff? Because quite frankly, I can point my camera out the door and film two and a half hours of stuff, call that Robert's Backyard, and basically call that my feature film debut and debut it on YouTube. Now, nobody's going to watch it. It's not going to be interesting. It's going to be horrible, but it will have cost me $10 to create. So the real answer to how much does a feature film cost is everything from zero to $500 million. Cost is such a non-indicator of quality. The critical thing is, and we talked about this in the very first episode on Monday, where we talked about the idea of how do we look at the landscape of content right now, creating that content is still as hard as it was forever since we were actually loading up 35 millimeter film into our camera. What has come down in cost is the fact that we don't have to load up 35 millimeter film into our camera anymore and spend $20,000 to get a quality piece of video. 
we can get a quality piece of video off of our 4K cell phone. The distribution and production has come way down. Thus, we have to figure out when we're spending money on the creation, it's who is it that's actually creating it and what are they creating, not how it's getting produced, which is truly what we're looking at when we think of cost. Absolutely. I think that's a great lead into our next episode where we're going to talk a little bit more in detail about how to not only produce your content, but how to get it out there. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Robert Rose for joining us. If you'd like more of Robert's tips for building an effective content marketing strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss the best ways to syndicate your content. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Robert, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can reach out to him on Twitter where his handle is Robert underscore Rose. That's R-O-B-E-R-T underscore R-O-S-E. Or you could visit his company's website, which is contentadvisory.net. A couple of links that I want to tell you about, which are in our show notes. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for all of our guests. And if you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you, so we created benjshap.com question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media as well. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Robert Rose, the co-founder and chief troublemaker at The Content Advisory, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Also, if you'd prefer to have our content delivered to your inbox, we have a once a week newsletter with links to our audio players, episode summaries, and contact information for our guests. To subscribe, go to benjshap.com slash newsletter. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.